Hello? Hey, is this thing on? First of all, you just you just left me. What do you mean? Let me in the dark. Let me in the rain. What do you mean by that? First of all, first of all, what do you mean by that? By that question you're asking me? Uh, I just wanted to know what you meant by saying that I left you in the rain. Because first of all, hey. I heard the Seattle, y'all don't have rain up there no more, bro. So like, what are you talking about? Hey, buddy. Mm-hmm. You're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. <laughs> I'm not that guy, pal. Well, you see, I'm going to give you a quick little little reasoning. You know, you want answers, don't you? Who's asking? You. You were asking. Who said I'm asking? Anyways, the reason why <laughs> I left you is because, you know, I was just, you know, getting ready to get ready. You know, I had to go pee or whatnot. I look at, you know, I look down at my phone and I see, wow. A nice little uh, Twitter message from my dear friend Joseph Hooper, my the co-host of the Player Player podcast. You know, just the the greatest show on the planet Earth. And you know what I see? I see hate messages. I see slurs. I see what? racism, homophobia, and everything. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's not that's not what was in the message at all. But that's what it felt like when I saw him. Uh, you know, disrespect a game that's coming out tomorrow that I personally have expressed interest in. And so, you know, when he when I saw those words, you know, I, I took that personally. So that's kind of why I, I left. you. No, but actually, though, I had to go pee. So I, damn, damn. That's a crazy story, bro. My that's bladder took me story. away just to let you know. Let the folks at you home need to know. get your bladder. You need to get your bladder straight, bro. I did. though. <laughs> like, what do you, you need what to get you some to straightening? Do? I don't know you, what that means. You want me to like you want me to get like a hair curler on it? You heard that? First of all. What the heck, nah, bro? Like don't a, don't like get me liable iron. for any. No flat iron, no, no hair curler. What is straightening though? You know that Migos song? I do not know that Migos song. It's called Straightening. Yeah, you're from you're from Atlanta. You tell me you don't know you don't know every Migos song that drops. No, I'm from Lithonia. It's a little offshoot of a. Uh, oh Atlanta, no, so. not an offshoot. So I can't. <laughs> I know half of the song. I can't know all okay, of them. It's, okay. it's like a, I'm like you know it's like the equivalent of being like biracial. I'm like by oh, city, you know. Something okay, like by city, right, right. Something like that. That's crazy. That's or, crazy. Well, by city type beat, you feel me? I feel the by city type beat. You know, speaking of biracial, logic's back. Yeah, I don't give a damn no more, yeah, bro. I, don't I know. Right? You know, he retired and he said that was it, and I said bet. <laughs> I said yeah, I'll bet. stop listening. You don't get no take backs. Yeah, I don't know what what he's doing. I mean, I think I heard some. Who was I think? Maybe it was R or something like that. I was talking to about this a while ago. He was like, "Yeah, he's not really retiring." I may just be putting words in this man's mouth, also, but you know, who knows? We'll find out. Maybe he'll DM me one day and say, "I wasn't put. I didn't say that." But I'll give I'll give his little track a listen later on. Maybe let's do a live listen right now. Will we get copyright? Probably. I mean, first mm. of all, anybody that's copywriting stuff is not listening to this podcast unless they got, got some you. automated software. In which case, fuck them. Facts. We're Facts. on Spotify. We can play it, right? That's how that works. We're that's on true. this show is on Spotify. How can they? It's a music platform. How can they take exactly, us down? Exactly. Exactly. Wait, and where, where are we getting any? Where are our royalties? You know, where? Yeah, that's what I'm Who's asking. Who's us royalties? That's, well, I guess if we're not getting any, then we can't be copyright struck. So therefore, exactly. vaccine—that's exactly. the logic's new single. We're putting your—we're we're, going to play it right at the end. 
We're going to put it in post, yeah. actually. We're going to play it throughout yeah. the We're going to have it looping over and over in the background. Yeah, put it in the whole back. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> We're going to turn it up high, too. So that way, y'all got to like. <laughs> so you can't hear us at all. That's how you got to do it, baby. Holy shit. We're actually just promoting for Logic. We're Logic stands now. I used to be a Logic stand. Same, bro. Did something like... happened, bro. Something changed. Damn, I remember, you know, I have a distinct memory. Uh, one time, it was you and me, bro, and we went to Oxford Comics, and we were listening to Logic's new album, In the Car. Sounds about right, yeah. Sounds that's how right. that's how dedicated we were. We were listening to Logic's new album, Day One. On to the damn comic book shop. That's That sounds like Logic's fucking fan base right there. Yeah, we <laughs> Driving going. to the comic shop, bumping his little album. Exactly. Little biracial music. His little biracial music. <laughs> Let's go ahead and first of all, and also, I was telling Amanda this, bro. That baby don't look nothing like him. But that's another topic Whoa, for another okay. day. Bro. I'm ready for that. Talk. I want to hear about that. I mean, it just don't look like him. You seen the baby? I've seen the baby, but I guess I wasn't really looking at the baby. You know, I'll it give looks, it. A, I'll give it a look. What are you talking about? It looks this? entirely like his wife. Like it, I don't see no logic in that baby. Interesting. Except yeah. maybe like you know he's biracial, so maybe he gave the the baby a smidgen of tone. Mm-hmm. Smidgen of skin tone. So. Damn, I want. I, want, I hope there's a scandal. That's Logic doesn't want. deserve a scandal, bro. He's not big enough for people to even care. So then it's just him taking L's and he doesn't deserve um, it. But I just want to know, really bro. It. You That's want the I answers? Want I want the answers. What's the son's name? Oh, he gave him his name. He named the son Logic. No, I'm playing. No. <laughs> Logic. <laughs> <laughs> call him. They call him LJ. <laughs> Hell, this man's name is name, Sir though. Robert. Sir Robert Bryson Hall the second. Sir, they cannot do that. I'm sure there's some legal implications with that mm, right there. I mean, no, but that's Logic's real name. Get you that? Logic's name is Sir. Wait, yeah, Sir Logic. Robert. <laughs> yeah, that's why he go by Bobby. His name is Sir Robert Bryson Hall the second. I mean, the 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 Robert part is fine. The sir part, I, I don't really. Yeah, they might get arrested, bro. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. UK <laughs> UK must be on the hunt about that one. You know, I they heard only queens something. can give the sir title out. That's what I'm saying, so, bro. Only the only the royalty. Actually, yeah. I, I mean, maybe I'm thinking of knighthood, but knights are sirs, right? So uh, uh, we, we need somebody to write into the show and yeah, give what us a, the what a Brit's at. Ours mom is, is British, so maybe she can write into us. Why is Logic and his baby not locked up? Somebody tell us that, right? Why is it, <laughs> it MI six? You know, coming come and did something about this. Actually, right. it's, okay. So it sounds like the the son's name is Bobby, just Bobby. So okay, all right. So Logic is the only one that Logic really, needs to be locked up. Take him. That's away. why he quit rapping. So remember when they got <laughs> they got twenty twenty one Savage, bro? They locked they him did. up. They right. said hell they no, to. bro. That was they a said, wild you ain't time, no bro. American. That was crazy. That Sir. was crazy. Sir I Savage. Like, this man is crazy. not from. This man ain't from Atlanta. From Atlanta. Oh my oh, god. Crazy. Let's get this damn get show, this show on the road, baby. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, let's go ahead and sync up. You know what I'm saying? And then yes, we'll, sir. We'll just get into it. All right. So yes, sir. we got one, two, three. Clap.
Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to episode 158 of the Player Player Podcast. Before we get started, I want to give a big thank you to the both old and new additions to our crew tuning in to listen to us do what we do. What's that, Arsene? Talk about video games. Talk about video games. Every Thursday of every week, we gather around the virtual water cooler, discuss video games and the culture surrounding them. I'm your host, Joseph Hooper, a.k.a. The Hoop Man, along with my co-host, the former fan of Kyle Massey, Arsene Lakpa. Y'all, it's a it's an evil world we live in, bro. That's all I'm. That's all I can really say about this situation. You know, for the for the diehard player player podcast fans, uh, y'all know that it has been a dream of ours to get you know Corey Baxter himself, Kyle Massey, on the podcast. We were like, man, we can't wait till we're big enough one day. That was our goal. You know, it was a modest goal. You know, we weren't out here trying to say, hey, let's get Barack Obama on the podcast. Let's get like, I don't know, like Drake on the podcast. We said, let's let's start, you know, relatively an attainable goal. Let's get Kyle Massey on the podcast at some point. But no more, bro. We can't have this man on our podcast. We stand against Kyle Massey and all of his uh, allegations and whatnot. Yes, so, uh, you know, it's just it's sad, bro. It's sad. Sorry to the folks uh, affected by him. And fuck Kyle Massey. That's all I guess I can say, bro. <laughs> those mean, are the vibes today. Those are the vibes, are the vibes. man. We on our we on, what's it what fuck Kyle Massey. FKM. That's our new that's our FKM, new baby. That's the that's FKM. The, <laughs> we putting that in the uh in the description. I guess I'll put that in the description if I remember. Yes, I'll, I'll probably remember. I'll remember. We're putting that in there. Put it somewhere in like a default spot and not in the actual description. And I'll just copy it over every week. Cause you yes, know sir. I don't really be editing that shit like that. Yes, but hashtag FKM in the, oh, in the no. bottom details. That's why. Let's get it trended, everybody. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know who's our replacement now? You know, I have I have a person in mind, a couple people in mind. Uh, I think you should you, have any you people? should have it. No, since you know, I think Kyle Massey was my guy, so yeah, obviously I fucked this. Like, <laughs> so uh, by all means, you take the floor. You have the range. Uh, yeah. So I got two people in mind. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Same vibes. You know, same vibes. Not you know, fuck Kyle Massey vibes, but vibes of you know, modest, simple. We're not shooting for the stars. We're not asking for anything too crazy. All right. So we need everybody at home to help us to to campaign to get one of these two people. All right. Mm-hmm. The first one. Shadi. Actually, that's yeah, that's right. T Pain. Oh, let's get him on the. Let's that get him on the is podcast. a good goal. That's yeah, kind of yeah, yeah, tough. Yeah, yeah. That might that might be a tough, and that might be like you know tier two. That might be tier two, but you know it's FKM vibes out here. That's We're getting T Pain on the damn podcast. Let's do it. And and just in case uh, uh, T Pain is a little too hard, I have a second person uh, that might be a, a little easier to wrangle up. You know, uh, somebody that I think fits very well with the vibe of the podcast. Who would appreciate all the jokes and oh my little alarm's going off for feeding Flora dinner. It's okay, everybody. We already fed her. Um nice. Ahead of the game. This person, ahead of the game. This person, uh, like I was saying, perfect for the vibe, perfect for all the jokes, uh, no conflicts of interest. And that's mm. Phil Spencer. Let's get him mm. on the podcast. Ladies that's and gentlemen. That's a gents. good one. That is a good one. We'll have him saying FKM by the end of the episode. Wow. It'll be a great time. You know Does he saying? do you think he even knows who Kyle Massey is? Oof, that's a that's 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 tough. Cause like I'm thinking, how old is he? Like in his forties, maybe? 
I mean, probably. I mean, he so, look he's he's pretty young looking. Like he looks like he could be in his forties, but I feel like he could be fifty. Okay, maybe I mean, then I'm, I'm gonna look it up real quick. I guess he could have had kids, you know, watching growing up with, you know, that's a Raven Corey in the house back in the day. Right. Life is rough, you know, those types of fifty three. He's fifty three. Good for you, Phil. Good for okay, you. Okay, okay. Maybe he had his kids, you know, around that time. But I'm just thinking maybe those kids were too young. And they didn't, you know, also, this is, you know, ignoring the fact that maybe Phil Spencer was watching that. So Raven back in the day, all, all 16 years ago in his thirties could be I mean, uh, Kyle Massey uh, with the, the hit Nintendo DS game. I don't think mm. that ever got, got a ported to Xbox. So, uh, you know, one would think if he was a fan, he would have fought for that game to be poured over to the Xbox. That uh, is true. That is true. Didn't happen. So, you know, I, I got to say, I don't think he's watching it. But we'll, we'll get to the bottom of it when he uh, he comes to the podcast. We'll get him, bro. I, that's Damn. a goal. That's a goal. I like that goal. I like both of them. I'm not going to lie. I am afraid. Like, dead ass. <laughs> I feel like if we asked this man if he knew who Kyle Massey was, I'm wondering if we would get blacklisted from <laughs> <I'm, I'm, laughs> having anybody like that on the podcast again. Like, Oh, my God. Just given the context of the joke we just set up after, oh, nah. you know, three or four minutes staying. No way. We can't get blacklisted we'll have, for that. We're just a couple of dudes. We're just having, having we're just fun. We're just a couple of dudes having fun. Yeah. No, but no blacklist. Right, okay. Come on, no Phil. Blacklist. Keep also, on you can't list. be saying blacklist no more. That's what I'm you know, saying. That's this 2021, bro. Uh, we had to we had to wipe those words from the code base. Not, what a, no cap. What is an alternative though? You know, a like there's, list. It's an it's an block. Can't cancel. Block list. You're canceled. <laughs> no, you just cancel. Let's get on with the damn show. Let's do it, just bro. a quick reminder, guys. If you want to help support the show, you guys can go to playerplayerpod.com. Go to the bottom of the page, visit our Kofi link, and donate as low as a dollar. Uh, we do have like a goal on the on the on the Kofi link. Uh, I know Brink noticed that the goal was filled up. That was only for last year. We got a new year. We got new hosting costs. Yeah. So any uh, donations help as low as a dollar. Uh, hook us up. If you guys don't want to help us monetarily, that's okay. You guys can help by sharing the show with your friends and leaving a positive review on your platform of choice, preferably iTunes. Now, let's get into it, man. Uh, there was a lot of interesting news that came out today or this week, I would say. Yes. Um, and I wanted to see how we could, you know, kind of wrap it into like a a general topic, not necessarily just a, this week in news related topic um so the theme of this episode which we can repeat in the future is very vague it's like past present and future all right so um i wanted to break this into three different sections one i want to discuss what makes a game timeless all right so mm. before i even tell you what the rest of the 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 topics are let's start there what makes a game timeless like i know you and i uh, have been playing a lot of games going back and playing older games. I played Psychonauts. Uh, you played, you're playing a ton of stuff like No More Heroes, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, in your opinion, what for you personally makes a game hold up after so many years, whether it's, you know, five years, a decade, or even, you know, two decades? I think the number one most important thing, you know, is the, the core the core behind the game, you know, that gameplay, that gameplay loop within the game, if that is a fun, if it is a fun game to play, if you are having fun while playing the game, that 
automatically makes you a candidate for like being a timeless classic, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I just think that, you know, I'm I'm thinking back to games like the original Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts two. You know, we're gonna stop right there. You know, those two games. You know, I, I, I could go back. I was literally thinking the other day, I was like, dang, I know I, I got the, you know, Kingdom Hearts all-in-one package or whatever, so I have all the games, basically. I might just go ahead and boot up, you know, Kingdom Hearts 2 just for, you know, shits and giggles, you know, and I I ended up not actually doing it, but just the fact that, like, you know, I was thinking about it, though, that, that right there, I feel like, proves the fact that, like, you know, it is a timeless classic. The gameplay is just nice and smooth and... You have fun playing the game, even though it's, you know, a lot of just, you know, button mashing and whatnot. But it's just one of those games that gives you that same, that it gives you that feel. Um, other games like that, I mean, I guess literally like any of my like most pop, more uh, more played games in my uh, Steam library. You know, obviously we got like your, your Binding of Isaac, your Hades, just games that you can return to very easily. Well, I mean, I guess... If you, if you can return to it, that automatically makes it a, a timeless classic. But I think the just... Um, kind of to finalize my point and just to reiterate it's just literally just the gameplay i think is the most important part of what we're uh, uh what will make it a timeless classic what about you what yeah. do you think i agree i think you know you said it best is it fun that's that's really that really all that matters but i think you know to go a step further uh the timeless games the ones that i think of that really hold up over the past several years are games that uh definitely have their own vision, right? They don't take mm. take, you know, advantage of trends. They don't they're not games of the the period. They're just games that you can tell like, hey, there's a vision for this game. Sure, it's a platformer, sure, it's an open world or sure it's whatever, but you know, it has its own flavor of dialogue. It has its own flavor of gameplay. It has its own flavor of uh music that all complements each other. So, you know, I look at games, like I said, I, I recently played Psychonauts and I ended up loving it. And it's old as shit. It, it looks old as shit. Uh, and the reason I had a blast with it is the platforming was fun. Like the abilities they offer you were fun. Yeah, they're not the most polished. Um, yeah, they're very early in, you know, platforming days. So mm-hmm. you don't get, you know, all of that pizzazz and crispness that you get with platformers of today. But I think what stood out most is the writing really pulls everything together so well. And the story is so entertaining that it's like Tim Schaefer had this story, uh, had this narrative that he thought was entertaining and funny. And like he went after it and made this product not to sell games, not to, you know, be edgy or whatever. This is just like a great story and great game that he had at the time. And I think that's why it holds up. Uh, you know, same with games like even like Shantae, which I don't know how great. I don't know if it's timeless, mm-hmm. but it's definitely one of those old games where I went back and played. And I was like, this is pretty good. Like for a old ass platformer, uh, what they do with their core mechanics is just so crisp. Like you can tell that, you know, this is a game where they were like, hey, we have an idea. Uh, let's really, you know, perfect these mechanics. Let's really lean into what we're trying to build here. Uh, which is kind of like this, you know, platformer side-scrolling adventure. And I think, you know, they did a a really good job for that or with that. Um, There's a lot of games that, you know, I feel like are very, you know, copy and paste. Mm -hmm. Um, Like one game in particular that's coming to mind is like Prototype. Do you remember Prototype? 
I know of it, and I kind of like know the gist of it, but um, no, I did not end up playing it. Yeah, prototype was um, like this open world game, kind of like infamous vibes or whatever, where you mm-hmm. have a superpower. You're like this, you know, escaped prototype military weapon, and you just gain powers and wreak havoc on the city. It was fun. But it was very much like a, hey, we're an open world game. We're taking advantage of this open world and we're just letting you like go around and just have crazy fun. And it just felt like a crackdown. It felt like a whatever. It felt like, you know, any other game, right? It didn't really have anything that kept me saying, hey, like this is this is something that'll stick with me for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you had to name like a couple like timeless games, you would say that you've played recently or that just immediately come to mind that, you know, are, are older, let's say, you know, pre 2010 ish, uh, name some for me. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start, I guess I'll just start with the games that I have played recently. Um, you mentioned, uh, no more heroes. I think that series definitely like holds up in a certain way i think you know some aspects of it 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 just has like its own like it's in its own realm i think is definitely Mm -hmm. the best way to put it so you can't really compare it to a lot of uh other things um and for that reason i think you know that's part of the reason why it is a timeless classic i feel like i could recommend that game uh to just about anybody and you could probably if you are into like you know that beat-em-up style combat you're gonna have a good time with the game pretty much so that one's and that came out in 2010 and you can tell Mm -hmm that it's a dated game like you can tell just by like you know the graphics some of the uh, mechanics of the game um but it still holds up pretty well i think um additionally i had been playing um fallout new vegas recently um that one i just think that uh that one pretty much holds up as well i think all of those uh i think all of the i won't say all of them but i think uh bethesda kind of has like a a good little reputation for having games that you can uh you know constantly return back to um specifically speaking on uh fallout new vegas and skyrim because i mean like literally skyrim i think is the golden standard for timeless classic like i i feel like i know at least 10 people that that i could message right now that'll say yeah i got a thousand hours in skyrim just some like just something crazy (laughs) like that bro it's just like how how can one game offer so many people that level of like you know entertainment for that long so um i think those are you know pretty good examples as well and uh that might be all i got i think for now yeah i think that's pretty much it yeah i know if i gave you a little more time or prepped you for this at all you probably could have a couple more, but that's fine. We we got more topics to talk about. Um, for me, I would say, you know, basically almost every 3D Mario game. Uh, Sunshine mm-hmm. is close. Like, I played Sunshine last year. I had fun with it. I wouldn't say it's timeless where I'm playing it. I'm like, man, I can't believe this is so much fun still in 2020. Uh, it was fun, but I'm like, yeah, I can. This is fine. Uh, Mario Galaxy for sure uh super mario um uh like 64 for sure is one of them uh i would say bioshock is another one where like when i talk about this game had an idea and it just leaned into this idea bioshock is like one of the shining examples Mm -hmm. where it built a whole aesthetic it built a whole 
idea. It built a whole system of mechanics where you're looking at and you're like, man, like the idea that these big daddies are walking around, like you have these RPG elements, but there's also like this interesting narrative going on. Uh, I, I think Bioshock knocks it out of the park, stuff like that. Um, yeah. And I think, like you said, like RPGs, like Skyrim, uh, Fallout 3, uh, which is, you know, just another Bethesda title, uh, Mass Effect for sure. Mm-hmm. We're seeing as that got remastered and everybody's playing it. A lot of games that, you know, had pretty good narratives. Um, you know, I won't say Bioshock's narrative is like a masterpiece or anything, <laughs> but like, you know, they, they built a world, they built a game and they really leaned into it. And you can tell that, you know, they weren't just making a game to make a game. And also the game that they made was uh, very well polished to an extent, right? Like I'm, I'm mm-hmm. not going to call Fallout 3 polished, but when you think about playing through that world, like the loop is very satisfying. Like they, they really polish the gameplay loop and the gameplay experience to make sure like, oh yeah, when you're playing, you're having fun type vibes, right? Facts, yeah. So moving on from that, right? Like I want to talk about some games from the past decade, like games from off of your recent memory, like over the past couple of years, game of the years, or maybe not even game of the years, just games you enjoyed that will end up being timeless classics uh, in a decade from now or, or, or multiple decades from now. Hmm. Um, the one that I have up on my screen right now, um, I think Titanfall two, bro. That one's definitely going to, I think that one will okay. definitely hold up just because that is a game where, you know, obviously the mobility, I think, is, you know, where a lot of people like, I guess, flock to the Titanfall series. You know, you're mm-hmm. able to run around, jump, shoot, and that's fun. And then that added on with the fact that you can pilot giant robots is it's just sick. Um, and them introducing like that campaign in Titanfall 2. It was just a, it was a masterpiece in my opinion. I literally played I replayed the Titanfall two um, campaign right before uh, Valkyrie released in uh, mm-hmm. in Apex Legends, and I had a I had a great time. It was a like a t- I don't, I don't know. Let me see what would I give. I would say it still like holds up as like a nine out of ten experience, bro. Like that's oh, okay. how that's how good I thought that the uh, the campaign was. Just because it's you know short, sweet, and to the point. And you feel satisfied by the end of the game. So um, shout out to Titanfall for that. Um, Wait, while, while we're here, um, yeah. I think this is interesting, right? Because I played Titanfall 2 last year. Or was that this year? I, don't, I honestly don't remember. I played it recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was great. I played it for the first time. I had a good time with the single player campaign. I think multiplayer games or multiplayer focused games are interesting. Because typically the single player is a little bit lacking. And when I think of timeless games, I think, you know, you're picking up this game, uh, even though it's 10 years later or whatever, you're playing it and you're still kind of blown away by how fun it is. I think you're absolutely right. Timefall 2 can uh, definitely meet that. And I'm under the assumption, like, when you play these games, nine times out of 10, the servers are going to be down. You're not going to be able to play multiplayer, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and for that reason, I think, you know, it doesn't quite fit, but it does fit. The Halo franchise, I would not really say is timeless. Really? Um, okay. The multiplayer campaigns aren't that stellar. Like, they aren't that game-changing to the point where if I picked up 
you know, Halo one right now, I definitely wouldn't be like, Oh my God, this still holds up. Same for Halo two and Halo three. I just don't remember anything, uh, that really had a wow factor to them. Um, like on the multiplayer side, I think a big part of it was the huge player base, you know, being able to take advantage of forge mode and sandbox and all of the crazy multiplayer matches. Mm -hmm. And luckily master chief collection exists and you can still play multiplayer and have a good time there. But I don't know, man, I, I, you know, I think it's really tough for first person shooters, uh, especially games that had a multiplayer focus to end up being timeless classics. Um, and I'm sure we'll see this down the road, but I, I think Timefall 2 might be one of the lone multiplayer first-person shooters uh, with like a campaign attached that people might, you know, call back to in the future and be like, hey, this one is something you got to play. Halo has nostalgia tied to it, uh, but I would never be like, oh, yeah, you got to go back and play the Halo campaign. Same with most Call of Duties that I've played and same with Gears, so. I don't know if you have opinions on that. If not, we can keep moving. No, no real opinions. I uh, am in full agreement. Cool. Uh, if I had to pick one that's going to be a timeless classic, man, I really think that Dishonored 2 will be a game for years to come that will be like just s still a solid, solid um, stealth uh, first, I don't know, third person, first person game, mm -hmm. um, like Dishonored, man. Like, and when I say timeless, I don't mean like it's a ten out of ten and it will always be a ten out of ten type thing. I just think that you know, regardless of when you pick it up, it's still going to you know have the allure and 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 fun, uh, you know, perspective that it had when you first played it or when it first released. Dishonored is just so well designed. Uh, the Sonder 2 is just so well designed. The levels are so interesting and cool that I feel like, man, that game is going to be a shining example of level design for years to come, man. Um, it's definitely on my top list of games uh, that I've played ever. Um, and probably one of like the biggest surprises where I pick up a game, I'm playing through it, and I'm like, holy shit, this is way more than I ever expected it to be. Um like, I can't believe I'm playing this. I can't believe we have those moments. So, uh, yeah, Dishonored is one I call out. I'm going to have to get back to Dishonored, bro. I think it, it deserves to be finished by me. I think I might just straight up restart the game. Because I think I, yeah. I definitely tried to hop back in uh, this past year. And I just couldn't do it. Because I was like, bro, what the hell is going on? Like, what are, what are they trying to tell me? I don't get it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, yeah I will give it the old... Uh, I'll I'll do it more. I'll do more than the old college try. I will complete uh, Dishonored too because Let's I, go. I know I know how much you've been hyping it, and I don't think I I, I I never disliked Dishonored too. You know how much I you know I like I enjoyed the first one, so I oh, just yeah. never I just never finished the second one. So it, okay. it deserves okay. better treatment than what I've how I've treated it in these uh, past mm -hmm. couple, these past couple of years. So maybe before maybe before Deathloop rolls around, I'll have some time to hop on it. Okay. Okay. You got any others? You got any other timeless classics? Um, I definitely just had one, and then I started talking about Dishonored too. And now, now look at me, bro. I'm a fool. I'm gonna rifle some off, and you let me know if you want to stop and talk about anyone specifically. Like, All right, when I think of things that are definitely gonna be timeless classics, Hades. You already mentioned that one. Okay. I think that one's you know 
good to stay for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, just say, all right, say press the brakes if you want me to stop, and then we can talk about a specific game as I go through these. So we got Hades. Uh, we got Breath of the Wild for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe debatable because some of those mechanics are very like, hey, we're going to you know force you to enjoy this weapon degradation and explore this world and X, Y, and Z. I personally think that, uh, you know, Breath of the Wild will, will stand the test of time. That might not be true, honestly. I can see that. You know, you I want to... Depend- I want to press the brakes just a little bit, okay. you know, just Let's like we're, we're, we're still rolling here. Sure. We're still slow, uh, rolling stop, rolling stop here. I want to, you know, reserve the whole timeless classic conversation for breath of the wild until the sequel comes out. Cause I feel okay. like the way the sequel looks, it looks like a newer, you know, updated and improved version of breath of the wild. So I'm, mm-hmm. you know, in my mind, I'm thinking that it kind of just, you know, makes breath of the wild one obsolete you know in every way shape and form like if it has all the mechanics in breath of the wild but it adds on to it it refines things and makes it sharper then i think that's just a mm-hmm. better product and you might as well just play breath of the wild two in my opinion but you know obviously the game's not here yet we don't know anything about it so you know we'll hold off on that you know that criticism and that uh judgment till we get you know want to once we get the game in our hands but you know i think that's just a thought that I had um, just real quick on the and Breath of the Wild situation. Just for the record, I'm very loose with the title of Timeless Classic, right? Okay. Because, you know, I'll bring up, you know, for example, SteamWorld Dig, SteamWorld Dig 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they both hold up really well. Yeah. SteamWorld Dig 2 is obviously the amazing successor to the first one. Facts. Uh, so, you know, I think this could be the same situation. Uh, with Breath of the Wild, Breath of the Wild 2. But it, I think you're right. Like, it really does depend on how, how, this is a weird to, way to say it, but how bad that uh, Breath of the Wild 2 makes Breath of the Wild 1 look. Like, if it's just mm-hmm. that much better in every single way, then you're like, shit, yeah, you're right. You really only need to play Breath of the Wild 2. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, others that come to mind, uh, God of War, I think, will yeah will stand the test of time for sure. Man, just you know, such a polished game uh, where, you know, I feel like I always say this, but there's nothing wasted in that game for the most part. Like you're really, yeah, you're really taking use of every character that's on screen. You're really having fun with every mechanic, every side mission, with the exception of maybe like the mist level and the volcano level. You know, those are questionable, but they're still pretty lit. Um, there's a, there's a lot of good stuff in the game and I think that's gonna, that's gonna hold up. Um, let's see. What else do we have? If you have some, just throw, throw names out. Cause I'm trying to think. Okay. Um, I do have one, um, that came to mind. Um, it takes two recent, uh, Ooh. recent classic, uh, you know, obviously from this year as of, uh, recording this episode, I don't see any reason why, it takes two won't be a uh you know a timeless classic like i can imagine myself you know 10 years down the line you know i don't think i would actually i don't think i would actually want to play it again just because you know i've already experienced all the joy that it has and i had a great time with it but i don't like if you're you know just a random person who missed the hype i don't see why 10 years from now you couldn't play it you know i think that the, the the like what the content of the game and what the game has to offer 
it's just so like vast, just so like, you know, diverse um, that you will have fun no matter what. And, you know, literally it's what freaking Joseph Harris was saying, bro. Like you're going to have fun regardless or, you know, yeah. you're going to have fun some at some point throughout the game. So I think that, that one will definitely hold up. You know, I don't think okay. would there be any reason for it to not hold up? No way. If anything, no. I would say like the writing, like maybe, maybe we get to a point. I mean, yeah, that's a big maybe. Even now, the writing is like phenomenal. Like I'm not like, oh my god, this is like I think the writing is a little bit corny at times. Yeah, but it doesn't really matter to me. Like when you're playing a game, it's like mm-hmm. it's not terrible or anything. Uh, but yeah, that's something I can see in ten years. We're like, ah. But even then, the gameplay is still just another tier, another tier chef's and, kiss and that 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 reminds me like another one that i want to call back to or like games that are timeless that have been out you know older than a decade portal 2 is yeah. definitely one that yes. i feel like one of the most timeless games of all time uh where just the puzzle solving everything about the game so polished so impressive so so fun um so shout out to portal 2 and portal 1 as well but pretty much mostly portal 2 um so I'm, uh, let's do this. I'm going to run through a couple more games off the top of my head. Um, give me a yes or no. Yes, they're going to be timeless. No, they're not. Um, All right. Sounds good. And maybe we'll have some discussions here. Uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart just came out. Will this be a timeless classic? Uh, no. Okay. I agree with you. I agree with you. I think the hype is high now. But I don't know, man. I, I feel like it is very run of the mill in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. That's what in I'm the grand scheme well. of things. Very good game, but, you know, doesn't really change the genre at all. Uh, Last of Us 2, part two. Oh, uh, also, mm, I'm so on the fence on this one. Do I want to say no? I think that's what I'm that's what I'm leaning towards. But then also, I think that the whole the series as a whole, I think, is like, you know, timeless in that regard. Mm. Maybe the maybe if we, if we consider the whole series, you know, bundle that together, then yes. But maybe not the the game by itself, you know, is, uh, you know, mechanically impressive. But, you know, over I think overall, I don't think it's a timeless classic. Mm, OK, OK. I'd say I personally was going to say yes, mm-hmm. just because I feel like the narrative is so well done in the second one uh and just like the the way the visuals are showcased uh and the way they kind of take you on that whole adventure i know that is controversial in the first place but i think most people agree with me yeah uh, because the reviews were still pretty good before it got review bombed or whatever Hmm. um you know of course to appreciate the narrative of the second one you have to have played the first one too so i think that kind of goes into what you were saying um, and nobody's just going to go in to play Last of Us 2. I mean, there is a possibility that you go back to replay Last of Us 2. And, you know, there's the question of does it hold up 10 years later? I think it probably will. It probably I think would, it's tough to yeah. say, but I think it probably will. Um, I was going to follow it with Last of Us 1, but, you know, well, we kind of already talked about it being a whole package. Uh, let's see. Let me think. What are some other dope games hollow Knight. do you think though. hollow Knight? oh man hollow Knight. of course 100 I, I mean 100 percent timeless classic that game is you know was ahead of its time i don't even know what the fuck that means but it was you know what i'm saying <laughs> we didn't deserve that shit when it came out facts, facts. Uh, 
similarly, uh, Celeste, what do you think about Celeste? Um, yeah, I think it has a place. And I think you can I agree. Because it, it, in my mind, it already, you know, has a like retro vibe to it. You know, I guess maybe that's just mm-hmm. the pixel art. Um, just the way that the pixel art looks. But I guess, yeah, I just think it's a, it, it will, it will last through time. Uh, what about, uh, to round up like the indie trifecta cuphead cuphead. I was, uh, I, excuse me. Excuse me. Y'all. Um, I oh, was damn, thinking, my man going to sleep on the show. Dang, I'm sleeping on cuphead, bro. I actually, I was trying to, you know, make a point that everybody else is sleeping on cuphead. I'm oh, not asleep. Dang. I'm woke right now. 40 chess. Wow. I'm playing 40 chess, but, uh, no, see, I was thinking about cuphead and I wanted to say it, but I held my, I held my tongue on that one because I just felt like it at the time Cuphead sh- like kind of shook up the industry. You know, people were like, whoa, this is like the 2D Dark Souls. This one's like, you know, going crazy. This game is like super tough. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at the end of the day, that's it's pretty much just a 2D boss rush. Um, and that's that's kind of it. You know, the story behind it is not really... Uh, not really that impressive or anything like that. It's not really that important. Um, that's not to say that I don't love the game. Like I freaking, I love Cuphead. Like I love it to death. I literally have like a bunch of hours in in it. But I don't think that it'll be listed as a a timeless classic per se. Uh, I would I would disagree. I would say yeah, just because I can't think of any other two D boss rush. Oh, the edit the podcast reminders going off. I can't think of a uh, any other two D boss rush game that would i would consider timeless mm-hmm. i feel like cuphead is the one right now which is the only reason i would say yeah but i don't know okay that's, that's just my opinion i'm uh, convinced i changed my mind okay okay all right appreciate it um so kind of going with that right um we are at this point where I feel like we're really kind of at the point of diminishing returns here when we talk about game graphics, mm, uh, yeah. you know, certain certain aspects of games, hardware, stuff like that, where we'll continue to get better. But, you know, 10 years from now, how much better is it going to look to like, are we going to look back at games today and be like, damn, this looks like dog shit? I doubt it, right? I feel like it can't look like... Are we going to get to a point where graphics today look bad? Uh, like legitimately bad? You're talking about like, you know, the realistic graphics of today compared to the realistic graphics of 10 years from now? Or like, you know, how are we you yeah. know, kind of framing Yeah, it? like, for example, Ratchet and Clank or even like just, just think of across the board. Like Ratchet and Clank, uh, Last of Us, like, you know, when we play 3D or like Mario 64, we're like, oh, damn, these fucking jagged-ass edges on Mario. This man right. looks like a damn potato. You can Still count a good his, game, but it looks like... Yeah, you can count his polygons. Po- exactly. And even like in the PS2 era, PS3 era, there's like this softness or blurriness to the models and stuff where you're like, hmm, maybe yeah. not it, you know, nowadays. I don't know if we're going to... I I think we're past that point where, yes, things will continue to... I mean... But then again, you already have motherfuckers talking about this shit is unplayable because it's 30 frames per second. So what the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, I don't but, 
I don't know. I think we're. I, I kind of, you know, I'm on in. A, I think I'm. A, I'm gonna agree with you on this one. I don't think that there's m- that much more you can do other than you know just keep adding to like the minute details. You know, it's you know impressive or whatever. It'll be impressive to see. Oh, there's Ratchet and he's got his like you know fur or whatever. Maybe his fur is matted down when it's raining or something like that. Or you know. I don't know, like you, you see sweat beads off his forehead or something. <laughs> but then at the end of the day, you're kind of like, well, when am I looking at Ratchet's face, bro? That That's just during exactly. cutscene time, bro. So like, does it photo really mode. matter? Just That's just during photo mode. So you, at that point, you're kind of really only appeasing the people that like that really like to take photos in the game. Other than that, bro, I'm looking at the back of this man's head, and I'm focusing on the enemy that I'm shooting. So, that's you know, fair. those minute details no matter how advanced they may be they're kind of you know they're kind of just going to be there for brownie points you know as we move forward i think so i don't really think it's gonna be that impressive i mean you know it might basically i think maybe in 10 years from now everything will look like a a tech demo from now but you know seeing all those little itty bitty rocks you know being processed Mm -hmm. and you're like wow each rock has 10 trillion polygons on it i'm like bro that's a pebble man like what are you (laughs) What do you want me to tell you? Do you remember the Unreal Engine demo they showed for PS5 last year? Yeah, or, yeah. That shit looks. Are we clean. gonna get there? Are Is we gonna it, get there? Uh, I mean, yeah, I think we're gonna get there, but then That's, that would be it. wild. It it is wild, but that that just I feel like that also just kind of like falls into the same bucket. Of what I'm saying is like you know the actual gameplay when you're zooming around, bro you're moving so fast on the screen you're not even gonna mm-hmm. be able to see the mm-hmm. little rock like little pebbles flying past you and stuff or like you're not yeah. gonna like really appreciate it you know uh, a developer could decide to you know take that shortcut and you know kind of like simulate peb- like pebbles flying by you by just having like a like a png or like a, a video of like you know pebbles flying by you mm-hmm. and it could possibly look the exact same you know just because of the way okay. that the the camera might be moving i just think that you know in the I just think that like that advanced technology is ve- is nice to look at in certain scenarios, but I don't I don't see it being like super practical. But then again, okay, I could just be smooth brain right here, bro. There there could be some mm-hmm. other application. You know, people somebody may be listening to this podcast, kicking and screaming right now, talking about some yeah. you idiot. You don't you don't know the <laughs> the real applications. Well, I'm sorry. Just let me know. Join the Discord. Talk to me, bro. You can add me. Tell in this the Discord. man. Educate him. Educate me, please. But. Yeah, I don't know. I'm on the fence, right? Because I, I see things like the Unreal Engine demo. I see, like, even watching Love, Death, and Robots, where I'm like, this shit looked just so good. Obviously, that's pre-rendered. That's completely different. Like, and, and those are 15-minute episodes that, you know, people really focus on making that 15 minutes look good. We're talking about whole ass video games. But I'm like, if we get to a level of detail that really goes above and beyond, of course, it really won't matter in games like... I don't know it like even art styles of like more cartoonish games have evolved to the point where we're getting uh games like replaced like from the Microsoft mm, showcase oh that really God, has a special is. style to it which I yes. think you know we don't necessarily associate that one to one with like tech getting better but I think it is like a result of tech be getting better like even when we have this cartoony style like in Psychonauts or Replace or Death's Door for example I don't know how fucking intensive Death's Door is I don't know if it can run on Switch or Xbox One it probably can uh, but like looking at that I'm like 
if we if we evolve like i think we can't even visualize like how some of this stuff is going to look in the future like we can kind of imagine how ratchet and clank is going to look or last of us is going to look more realistic or more fur effects or whatever particle effects but some of these art styles you know 10 years from now might be hidden well when you put it like that bro especially rpgs bro i feel like rpgs take the biggest hit in terms of the graphics department like if we can play an rpg that has a like a higher standard of quality like a fallout game or a elder scrolls i think that'll go a long way because those games are so lengthy and taking on such a journey that half the fucking time I'm playing the game, I'm using my damn imagination of what this shit should look like because it's <laughs> it don't it don't really be hitting like right. other games in its you know generation. But Starfield, which is supposedly in engine, the footage they showed us a couple couple weeks back, um, that would be crazy. that could be like the precedent you know starting next year of like hey man RPG games look different. You know, and, and even a small incremental boost for a game like that over the course of 100 hours plus, I think would go a huge way. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. I guess I can get behind in that regard. Like I said, that, I was uh, thinking I was thinking too small, bro. It's a, little, it's a little smooth brain. I mean, you could be right, though. This is very interesting, right? We've never been here before where we're like, damn, our shit looks so good right now. How much better can it look? Um, but we'll see. Like, I'm um, like, cause like, it's just a real quick before we move forward. I'm just thinking about sure. like, you know, imagine, you know, we had this podcast right in like 2013, 2012 or yeah, 2013, mm-hmm. right when PS4 drops, you know, mm-hmm. and we see, mm-hmm. we see these graphics, you know, from whatever the like infamous second son or whatever, these types of graphics, mm-hmm. we're seeing this, you know, live in their little, you know, press conferences or whatnot. What are what sure. like, how would we think about the graphics of the future back then, you know? I don't know, like would would we look at the know. graphics of Infamous Second Son and be like, eh, yeah, it could be better. You know, they could, you know, add the little rock no. pebble details and stuff like that. So, you know, I I just think that, you know, it's kinda hard to really visualize no, you know, yeah. so far out, you know. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. But now we've gotten I mean, we're just so close like looking at Last of Us. Like, remember, I mean, I, I guess this wasn't even fucking gameplay, but some of the commercials for Last of Us 2 Part 2, I was looking at the commercials like, the fu- like, is this shit CGI? I can't tell. I can't tell this is CGI. Like, there was one commercial specifically where Ellie's like in the cave with the like clicker guys. I forgot what they're called. Clickers, um, yeah. The, not, not the clicker enemy types, but the cult of people that were clicking oh, uh, to, like, or whistling. Sarah whistling. something. Sarah, yeah, yeah. Sarah she was like in the sewer or something with them, and she was like running away. And there's this song playing, and I think it was CGI, but it looked so crisp that I was like, "What yeah, the fuck? Yeah, yeah, is yeah. this real?" So I, I, I would have never imagined we would be getting trailers like that. Let alone the actual gameplay looked so good for above and beyond. You're right. Who knows what we're gonna have ten years from now? It's very exciting to think about. Uh, but we're almost at the end of the episode, and I never even like roped in the two news stories that I want to talk about um, into the, the main topic, but I'll do it here at the end. We have the story with the Nintendo Switch Pro, and we have the story with uh, Assassin's Creed, right? Uh, Nintendo Switch Pro, 
we thought the 4K was coming. We got baited. Uh, we got the OLED screen. Uh, and that's pretty much it. No 4K resolution or anything. Nintendo has always been behind on graphics. This is nothing new for them. Uh, but do you think this is like hurting the progression of Nintendo games, Nintendo uh, like properties as we you know keep pushing, trucking along ahead into this 4K future? Things are consistently getting better. X, Y, and Z. Uh, let's start with let's start with that. No, nah, you have, like what's your opinions? I don't think it's gonna affect Nintendo that way in that much, you know. Other than increasing their sales, you know, this like Facts. some people have you know made note of this already. Um, you know, this kind of gives newer, you know, people who don't own a Switch already, it gives them a an, an incentive to want to buy a Switch now. They're like, okay, well, some things have been buffed out. Some things are kind of better than the original Switch. Maybe let me go ahead and hop on board now. Um, and then also, you know, kind of towards those, you know, OG switch owners and, you know, kind of like you and me potentially, you know, you could be, you know, enticed by having the bigger screen, you know, with it in addition to like having like the better battery and some of the like other little, um, quality of life improvements. Um, so overall, I don't think this is going to like affect Nintendo negatively. I think they, they've done this shit before in the past. So like, why not? <laughs> like if it's not broken, bro, they, they're just gonna, they are for sure going to keep using it. They're, they're not going to try and fix anything. Um, I don't think we're, go ahead. Yeah. I'm just going to jump in here real quick. How are you feeling personally about it? Like, how did you feel about the announcement as it came out versus how are you, you know, now that you have time to sit on a little bit, how are you now? I think about the OLD. When I first saw the announcement, you know, it kind of came, you know, out of the blue. I was just, you know, it was like a, was that Tuesday morning? I'm sitting here. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm scrolling on Twitter. I see Jacob McCourt retweeting something. I didn't read his thing at first, but I'm like, oh, okay, Nintendo new Switch. Gotcha. Here it is. This is our Switch Pro. Then I read his like little uh, quote retweet or whatever, and he's like, I have a lot of thoughts. And I'm like, oh, I was like, oh no, what do they do this time? So then I watch the video. I'm like, okay, I I see what is happening here. This isn't what people were expecting. Um. And I guess my first thoughts were just like straight up laughter. I'm like, damn, they really, they really hold everybody. But then, you know, mm-hmm. seeing some other people's opinions and kind of thinking about it on my own, I'm like, yeah, this isn't, they don't really, they didn't really say anything about uh, like the Switch Pro. All the things that we mm-hmm. kind of like heard were from other sources. So we can't really be too upset with Nintendo themselves. Um, but obviously, you know, I think everybody wanted to see that bigger beefier switch which personally like this may sound a little radical but i'm i think you know we talked about this in the in the discord i i genuinely don't know if we're gonna see that until like 2023 bro you know i'm just thinking about yeah, like, yeah, you know, uh I'm, I'm thinking about that the realistic nintendo timeline using the nintendo ds kind of like as the uh the basis of that um kind of thought process nintendo if you think about the ds itself it, it had so many, it, like, I, I was sitting here, t- I was talking to Angelique about it, and I was just going through, like, some of the uh, Nintendo DS iterations, and I was just constantly reminding myself of things that exist, and I'm like, wait a minute, so there was DS, DS Lite, DSi, then you gotta make it big mm-hmm. again, because it, ha- it started out <laughs> big, so you gotta make it DSi XL, then it's like, yeah. alright, bet, now we're moving on to the 3D world, 3DS, that's cool, 3DS XL, that's cool, then we uh wait a minute then we make a new version of the 3ds xl 
call it the new 3DS. <laughs> then there's no. like then then there's the 2DS if you don't want to play the 3D <laughs> games in 3D, but you it's not a DS though. It's a 2DS. And it looks like a freaking like axe head or something like that. But then you have to have an XL version of that, and then you have to have a new version of that one. And I'm like, oh no! They literally had like ten iterations of DSs, and I, you know, I will you know split it up in between DS, DSi, and 3DS because I think that's kind of like the real splitting points. But when you get when once Mm -hmm. they got to the 3DS world, that that's when I think Nintendo kind of like started setting the precedence for yeah, we really don't give a damn, bro. We about to make every last iteration of this console as possible. I mean, literally, they're already doing it now, bro. We have a Switch. If you think, there are four Switches right now, bro. We have the Switch, yeah. the Switch with a new battery, the Switch Lite, and now the Switch OLED. What are oh, we yeah, doing? We can buy at least 10 more of these motherfuckers. <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting 10 more. Nice. You know, We might get a Switch, and I think we may get a Switch Pro, but then we're going to get the Switch Pro Lite. We're going to have Switch Pro this, Switch Pro that, Switch Pro with an OLED, without an OLED. I don't know. So switch only docked. Switch only. Oh my god, bro! We gonna it's gonna die. be built into the damn it's dock. Built into the dock. It's gonna look like you can't take it out, but you can't. <laughs> oh, see. Don't put it past him, bro. I won't. Um, but yeah, sorry. Just in, my end quick rant thoughts. right there. No problem. No problem. Just my quick thoughts, right? Uh, miss me with the switch OLED. I just don't need it. You know, mm-hmm, I was same. originally mad at it because I was like, damn, bro, this was not what. I was promised this is not what was rumored. Uh, but, you know, I, I quickly realized I saw the tweet that I shared where it's basically like, yeah, there was no reason to believe that this thing was legitly, legitimately coming out. It's just kind of all the rumors and hype that they got people thinking this was a done deal. Um, and shout out to former guests on the show, uh, AJ McCray. Um, he put out a video on Fanatics 4 where he kind of walked through it and basically said, like, there's still a good chance that uh the switch pro xl or whatever or not switch pro xl the the 4k switch pro um could still come out like you know basically like everybody's saying two years from now whatever like no need to worry and you know as far as the games come out or are concerned it's unfortunate because i was thinking breath of the wild 2 would have like a new lease on life with the new hardware mm-hmm. i was thinking I, I the rumor was that mario plus rabbit sparks of hope looked so good because it was on the new hardware which apparently is not true so damn that's also <laughs> kind of interesting where i mean it looked good it still looks good um from what they showed at e3 but i'm kind of like oh okay well maybe they are still figuring out ways to make it work um i do think the hardware is kind of lagging though like anytime i play on it now after playing with our next gen consoles for a while I am just reminded of, man, this shit is very slow. Um, and that's kind of my primary concern. It's not the graphics. It's not anything like that. It's just how slow it is to load and like the drop frames and stuff is kind of annoying. So I can endure for two more years. I think I don't really play my games, my switch that much anyways. Um, and the games that I do play on the switch are usually polished enough to where I'm not too upset about it. So it is what it is. Um, and then, you know, I, I think we can talk about this other topic a little bit later in like a, another episode next week or something like that. But Assassin's Creed kind of announced that they were going to an always on, uh, you know, uh, not always on, but like games as a service, like live service model, mm. where it's going to be an ever evolving Assassin's Creed world. We kind of talked about this in the, the Discord as well. Um, PlayerPlayerPod.com slash Discord. 
Uh, and, you know, relating this back to the timeless classics discussion, I'm like, there's a lot of games like that um, where we have the Outriders. We have like uh, the Division 2s. We have like a lot of these live service games and it seems like a lot of games are starting to push towards that model uh, more and more um, to the point where I'm like, is this going to really hurt a lot of the franchises that we knew and loved, mm. you know, in terms of like their legacy, like Assassin's Creed in my eyes, you know, it may end up being really good, but when you talk as, as like live service, um, I'm like this, this is this, how can you make a, a, a legendary title like as a live service? Right. Um, and when you take a franchise as historied and storied as that, you know, granted, are any of the Assassin's Creed games timeless? I would argue that some in the second Assassin's Creed 2 Brotherhood, uh, some of those games probably could be considered that, but I don't even know how well they hold up today. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if any of the Assassin's Creed's are timeless in the first place, so there's that, but I'm wondering like how games in general are going to evolve to the point where are they are we always going to chase this live service subscription model type type game format and what is that going to do to our games like i'm glad to see we're still getting stuff like dust door 12 minutes we're still getting triple a's from sony mm-hmm. um but i don't know it's, it's very interesting to see a lot of the big the biggest uh publishers with you know the most money to make these timeless type games start kind of cashing in on these seeming like in the moment style design for their games I don't think we're ever going to run out of, uh, you know, normal games, I guess, games that aren't a service. And I guess, you know, just my thoughts on the whole Assassin's Creed um, games as a service situation. In my opinion, if that's the route they're going, I think that that means that that is that may be the end of the current life cycle of Assassin's Creed Mm -hmm. until they decide to do, hey, let's make a reboot slash remake or something of the first game, get kick the series off again. Um, this is going to be, this is going to be the end. This is like uh, the final, final stop for them, which I don't think is a bad stop. All things considered. Cause like, if you look back on like the past, you know, a iter- couple iterations of Assassin's Creed, everybody's kind of had like the same opinions of it. They're like, Oh great. Another Assassin's Creed. Here we go. We're going to be climbing, yeah. jumping, killing, blah, blah, blah. Nothing too crazy. You know, they have their new gimmicks depending on which you know region of the world we're in, but nothing too, too crazy. So this this itself, the online service or whatever, you know, kind of gives you the opportunity to breathe a little bit of life into it. But ultimately, it's like I think it's like the well, what's a what's a good comparison? This is like the retirement home for Damn. Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed's been put okay. into a retirement home before. Inevitably, I, I already know, bro. Ubisoft, fifteen years from now, bro, or maybe not fifteen years, ten years from now, bro. We're getting Get a uh, we're getting Assassin's Creed, and it's just gonna be that. That's it's just gonna be called Assassin's Creed, and everybody's gonna be confused because they're not gonna know. Like, wait a minute, are we talking about the original Assassin's Creed? And like, oh, it's actually a remake. <laughs> you know, some shit like that. So I think that yeah, uh, of course that might be the the route that um, Ubisoft goes with the series. But you know, I guess talking about games as a service as a whole, ah, man, I don't. It's it's kind of tough because you know I think it it definitely offers something it offers a different like perspective on games that uh 
your, you know, typical standard, you know, single player, or even sometimes even your multiplayer games, it just offers something that you can't really have in those games. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, like everybody knows, it's not always a, it's not always a good perspective. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I, but I think that as time goes on, we're probably going to get, be- I think, I think they've been, they've gotten better, you know, or at least. Oh, I don't know, man. I think <laughs> I think I think it's still kind of hit or miss. You know, you have some good ones. You got like your Destiny Two that everybody you know is world acclaim. Everybody loves Destiny Two. Then you also have like other games that just completely fall off. They just die immediately. Like I don't like literally Anthem, bro. Like that was supposed mm-hmm. to be the the big hit. Rest did in not, peace. Did not hit. Even I want to say Outriders, bro. Like Outriders, yeah. I feel like was supposed to be a hit. I don't. This may be personal bias speaking because I didn't actually get an opportunity to play it, but. I don't think it was hidden, bro. I don't think anybody's playing. Like, if I go on Twitch right now, who's playing Outriders? Nobody. Yeah. Nobody's playing Outriders. I think, I think Outriders kind of got lucky in the terms of, like, it, it launched on Game Pass. So, it, it did get more play than... Did it? You know, oh, was that on, I mean, uh, on console, right? Yeah, on console. Okay. So, and it's still there. So, you know, it got more play than I would expect for a game that really wasn't... It wasn't like a AAA game it was basically a double a live service that people played and people still didn't stick around for you're right um but yeah i don't know it'll be interesting i guess we'll continue to see um you know even not not just live service but we're getting a lot of copy and pasting right we're getting a lot of now the back for blood type games where it's co-op like microsoft announced redfall they announced uh contraband where we're co-op foreplay how are these games uh going to hold up in the long run i'm very interested to see and i'm very interested to see like what are the next slate of games that are lightning in a bottle like over the next two to three years like what are the next hades what are the next you know uh cupheads hollow knights stuff like that um because you know sony makes really good games but a lot of their games are very similar in terms of like man this is a narrative masterpiece like this is a very good single player uh, or third person single player narrative story uh but you know i feel like spider-man caught lightning in a bottle mm-hmm. where we're like man this shit is hitting it hit like this is the first game in a long while that hit exactly how this is is supposed to hit right it's it's new it's fresh it feels good it's all that stuff spider-man hit god of war hit it reinvented like the franchise it subverted our expectations uh microsoft Hasn't had a game that hit like that in a long time. Besides, you know, if we're counting uh, Cuphead, maybe um, we count that. And Ori was good, but I, I don't know if it really blew people's minds where you're like, damn, this hit something that I was not expecting. It was good. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really interested. Like now that we are making a lot of safe bets, right? We're, we're either investing in live service because of money or we're focusing on the same kind of narrative storytelling, which is good, but not necessarily fresh. Um, and then we have Microsoft, who's the wild card, who has a lot of interesting projects coming up, but we don't really know how they're going to hit. Um, I'm, I'm interested in this new generation and and how the trends of gaming end up like you know producing timeless classics or maybe a lot of in-the-moment classics only, so... We'll see. We will indeed, man. All right, let's wrap it up, man. We're we're going a little bit long here, so let's pull it together 
Let's uh, send our boys home. And by boys, I mean uh, T-Pain and Phil Spencer. Thank yeah. you for coming on the show, guys. Thank, thank you, you guys so much. I'm giving you a preemptive thank you because we know you'll come on. Yeah. And never forget, guys, hashtag FKM. Uh, and with that, guys, <laughs> thank you all for listening Player Player. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe to us on your podcasting platform of choice. Raise five stars on iTunes and tell your friends about us. If you want updates uh, about future episodes or giveaways or anything like that, uh, or you want to submit a question to the show, you can visit playerplayerpod.com. All the information is on there that you need. Um, or you guys can follow us at social media, on social media at playerplayerpod. Big shout out, as always, to Aaron Miller for the intro music. Follow him at the Miller Child on Instagram. Uh, and he's also on Twitter. Um, you can find me on social media as the Hoop Man, where the three is a where the E is a three. You can find me uh, and my co-host, Arson. As Pax Arsenica on Twitter uh, and Twitch or Arsen Lakva on Instagram. Uh, and guys, if you want to join the conversation, we mentioned it a lot already. Uh, Discord, uh, playerplayerpod.com slash Discord. My brain is shutting off, man. My brain is <laughs> shutting off. So until next time, guys, keep gaming. Game on. <laughs>